All right, is Ellen quitting her talk show after the latest revelations on what exactly has been going on behind the scenes? We'll talk about that and a whole bunch more as we await to find out what's going on with Ghislaine Maxwell. We're expecting a huge document dump at some point today. Uh, the latest news with that is, is that Prince Andrew is a uh, toe licker, likes to lick the toes. That's the latest uh, gossip to come out of the last if, dump. If that's the worst that comes out of that, for Prince Andrew, then he's got off easy. Well, they were underage girl toes, Literally. so that's not a doesn't make it any better. Oh, but for then you, that's no good too. For you regular of age toe lickers out there, we're not judging you. In fact, I got a pair of yeah. toe lickers with me right now. There's Frankie C and Jay Sabs. How you guys doing? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no toe licking is fine. If uh, if you're of age, if everybody's of age, there's nothing wrong with a good toe licking. I just happen to be. What I'm learning during all of this is I happen to be the most boring person ever in the bedroom. And I, and that's that's my own issues that I'll hammer out with my own therapist. So let's leave it there. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, Ellen, it's OK, Janine. I appreciate it. Ellen uh, says, okay, so a lot of sources here, a lot of things, a lot of people talking. Who knows what to trust? I will say right up the top. There's people that are saying she's not quitting, but there are people that are saying she's definitely quitting. Um, a source told a source at Telepictures, who produces the show, told the Daily Mail that uh, Ellen feels like she's had enough. She's going to walk out of the show. According to the source, quote, she feels she can't go on. And the only way to recover her personal brand from this is to shut down the show. The truth is she knew what was going on. It's her show. The buck stops with her. She can blame every executive under the sun. But Ellen, Ellen is ultimately the person to blame. By the way, we'll get to all the stuff, the, the latest revelations that are making her say this. Um, Thursday, Ellen wrote a memo to the staff saying that she was sorry and suggested unspecified changes would be made. To quote her note, um, she says, quote, as we've grown exponentially, I've not only been able to stay, I have not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. Clearly, some didn't. That will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. The show's executive producer, Ed Glavin, was reportedly let go. It was revealed on Thursday that dozens of former staff members had come forward with allegations of misconduct, harassment, and assault. From what uh, I understand, Glavin was like one of the main you know, uh, agitators. So one of the main people that were the subject of these allegations. Yes. So he's Abuser. gone, right? Abuser. Yes. Thank you. So if he's gone and they do some other stuff, my thought would be Ellen should like turn this into just walking out on a, on a bad note is not going to save her brand. I think, you know, you're walking out on the bottom. If you want to walk out, you're saying that if she were to leave during such a tumultuous time right now it doesn't hurt it, it hurts her brand more than it helps her brand i think i mean if, if the last word we hear from you on the show is that it was terrible i mean i feel like she has an opportunity maybe to turn it all around and make it a, a good place to work and a, and a positive thing and be a transparent show, maybe do a couple of episodes on the behind the scenes stuff. Well, and maybe try to turn it into a positive. I don't know. That's just an opinion. 
Here's there's more to it that I'm not understanding. Here's what one of the insiders said, one of these sources said, and I, and I, I this is where I latch on to because I, I happen to think that this is true. Uh, again, this is just, let me read you this part of this uh, article here from the New York Post. Insiders also said that tele, Telepictures has had enough of Ellen and called DeGeneres a phony who does not practice what she preaches. The behavior of her show executives has been appalling, but Ellen is no better, a source said. In fact, she is the worst. It's outrageous that she is trying to pretend that she is uh, at all. She is all a shock. This is all a shock to her. The fish rots from the head and Ellen is the head. The source also alleges that DeGeneres hates coming to work and struggles to be nice to people as utter contempt has utter contempt for her audience adding that the host has been phoning it in for so long and suggests that she's been staying for the money and the celebrity it affords her. My this is coming from who? This is coming from the source, the inside source the at source, Telepictures. Someone that works there, okay. Could be total BS. My feeling is I think this is 1 billion percent accurate. I think that she can't stand doing this show. I think she hates the dancing like we talked about. I think she hates the, you know, keeping it safe for the, you know, at home moms and dads during the course of that daytimey talk showy vibe where you got to be safe and you can't make jokes and things like that that are too crazy. I think she can't stand all that stuff, to be perfectly honest with you. And I say that because she's a stand up comic and she's like a hardcore stand up comic. And most stand up comics don't really like playing by the rules. Don't really That's like true. having a set of rules, which is why they become stand-up comics in the first place, because they get to just work for themselves and go out on the road and do whatever they want whenever they want, you know? Right. But it's hard. Do even you think when... she would thrive at like a late night, in a late night uh, situation? No, because it's the same set of rules. It's just like the, the lines are slightly like, like you're talking about from here to here. Like, it's just, you know. Maybe like on a cable thing, maybe like an HBO, like a John Oliver type of thing. Maybe. I don't know. Or, or a Bill Maher. I don't really know. Stand-ups are an oddity because they're weird people. They're, you know, some of them are, are built in like back in the day, right? The dream was you do stand-up, you get four and a half decent minutes, you go on Carson, and then they give you a TV show, and you mail it in, and they give you a big fat paycheck, and you got a lot of money. Like that was, the, that was their thing. And then Seinfeld did that and sort of that was the pinnacle. Ray Romano, Seinfeld, like all those guys sort of hit the peak. And then it became this weird thing with the Internet coming in of like, what, what is, you know, what do you really want to do? Some stand ups just want to do stand up. You know, some stand ups just want to be an actor. Some stand ups want to host a talk show. Some stand ups want to get into, you know, whatever, an, an animated show like Bill Burr or some shit, you know, like they all so, have different little things. It's just whatever each one of them wants to do. I don't think that this is what Ellen saw like her life playing out to to be. You know what I mean? Like hey, when, what does she really want to do? I don't know what she really wants to do, but I don't think she wants to dance to the same stupid shit and do that same little like See, kitschy, like, you know, with her sweater on. And that, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that See, corny she, dance move that she, she doesn't does want to do that. Over. It's her show. I feel like she should be able to like phase the dancing stuff out maybe yeah. get on some edgier guests or tell some stand-up stuff in the beginning like that her own stuff maybe, it doesn't you know i know but it doesn't work that way though i mean when you get into 
when you get into a mold, when you get into a, like a groove that she's into, when you're when you're hitting an audience, like look, you don't think Stuff it changes all the time. It's just it's, and I feel like now is a good time for her to change it into something that that works for her. If if that's what she wants to do, if she wants to get out and do like stand up or, or do acting or something, then that's a different story. Um, well, but, she has. She she came back. She did a stand up special not that long ago. You well, know, no, I mean, if that's what she wants to focus on, then that's different. But if she wants to stay in the show and just make it her own, then maybe it's a different network. Or I don't. Maybe it's, I, I don't uh, think so because because then you get into people like, you know, you have the pro the production companies telepictures. You have Warner Media who's involved in this. You have NBC who's involved in this. So now you got like four friggin' bosses. God knows there's probably three or four high level people in there that are all telling you what to do, showing you. That's what I'm saying. Maybe she's got to leave them. Of what, like, uh, you know, moms in Mississippi like, like. Moms in Mississippi love the dancing, Ellen. Let's keep that, you know, keep dancing. You know, more Taylor Swift songs, you know, like that kind of oh, shit. I was going to say. She's got to deal with yeah, all that shit. Take, a, it, take it, a page out of Howard Stern's book. They mm, told him all that stuff, and he said, no, I know better. It, this is what I'm going to do. I see what you're saying, but it's a different world because you, you get into this thing and then you have this whole staff and then you do something that's not on script. And then what happens? Clorox pulls out and doesn't want to advertise anymore. So now you're missing yeah. 30 million from the budget. And now you got to figure out how, to, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it's a whole world of headaches. You're going to lose. Uh, yeah. You know what though? Sponsors leave and then others come in. It's not, I feel like, Ellen is such a big news story right now that look, whatever she does, people are going to watch. You know, if she changes her show completely, does a 180 with her show, people are going to watch it yeah. because they want to know what's going on. Well, I think now because it's become a circus, it's going to become a circus right. show. But I think That's what I'm saying this is her opportunity to change it into what she wants. Yeah, I know. But then you'll you'll see. You know, what's interesting about that? She got burned with that once before. You remember like her regular show when she came out of the closet? Now, this is a hundred years yeah. ago. It's such a different time. In the 90s. But she came out of the closet. That show floundered after that. Mm -hmm. And then it got eventually it just got canceled. Like it was just it, you know, it just and, and I, and it I became something better, something bigger. I mean, her, her brand became like that's her legacy, though. That, actually, that was huge. Well, it, it now yeah. now it's looked back on as huge. It was a huge step for the you know for the community. But um, then I I think she tells the story. People didn't want to touch her for a couple of years after that. Yeah, it's true. I, don't think it's I did, the case I did just read that. Right? Isn't it? Wasn't that the thing, Jenny? Like nobody mm -hmm. wanted to give her a show. Nobody wanted to you know. And then she had a different show, didn't she? Like years after that, I don't remember. I just remember like they changed the premise of that show so much. Like I think she ran. Well, it started where she was like a bookstore owner, and then eventually I think she became like a radio host or something like that. Like it was, it, <laughs> it kind of got crazy after she came out. But that come out episode was huge. But then after that, it felt like yeah. everybody didn't really. There was no real support for her, which was kind of right. sad. And, and because that right. was what that was uh, unfortunately the negative part of that time, but. She eventually, you know, came around and, and now she's one of the biggest celebrities in the world right now. Right. Yeah. Um, but point so being, I don't think she can. My point know, being like she's wrapped up in a gigantic scandal. Right. No, but my point being to answer what you were saying, Frank, was maybe she's at the point where she doesn't want to take that huge risk again because she feels like I'll get burned in, uh, 
and nobody's going to want to follow me in a new direction. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think she has to fear that anymore. I mean, with I think once she, uh, once this whole thing with her staff and everything is maybe, I don't want to say solved, that puts too easy of a, you know, it's not that easy. But once it's figured out and once it's worked through, I think she, she should, she can still come out on top somehow. That's what I think. I don't know. I, I think, I think my bigger point with this is that it's not so much that she's a terrible person, although she may be, but I think she's bored and I think she never really like she's tired of doing this and that malaise has led to all of this stuff. Like, I don't think she's like, oh, that guy sexually harassed the other guy. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I don't think she's Dr. Eviling this thing. I feel like she's just like, I don't care. I'm going home. You know, I want to like, it doesn't make it better. I'm just saying, I think that's where, that's where she's at. Like, that's why she, right. that's why we got to the place that we got. Not because she's encouraging toxic work behavior, but because she just doesn't care. And she just wants to go home, you know? Which I think yeah, we could you know all reminds me of. We could all understand that. I, I feel like most most of us at work yep. are like, I don't care. Let's, I just want to go home. But we're not all high what? level people in charge of people that could sexually harass others. Go ahead, Frank. No, if you've ever watched Hell's Kitchen, not yes. Hell's Kitchen. I'm sorry, Kitchen Nightmares. Oh. oh yeah. So the reason most of the time the reason these uh, restaurants fall apart and lose money is because the employees or the owner slacks off doesn't give a crap anymore and everybody fights right. and there's right. harassment and there's all this stuff so this is kind of what that reminds me of so ellen is like the owner of the restaurant and she doesn't care anymore and everybody's kind of just taking their cue from her yeah mm-hmm. and they're just slacking off and nobody cares and it's becoming like a toxic air a toxic environment and eventually the restaurant or the show is going to close up. Unless John Taffer comes in and then saves the day. <laughs> or Gordon Ramsay. Or Gordon Ramsay. What if we have John Taffer and Gordon Ramsay fight over who gets to go in there and save this, the Ellen show? That's, that's two shows. Like, that would be good. You see, there should be like a show. Show nightmares. <laughs> you, know, you send someone in right. and they go behind the scenes. Right. And they fix everything. Right. And everybody's happy. But the one one show is the is the Taffers and the and the Ramseys competing to see who gets to do the fixing and then you get the fixing. You get the second show All is the right. fixing. So we have like a half dozen show ideas here. Uh, we're yeah. just right. giving them away for free now at this point. Come on. I think we call it really? sur- sur- show nightmares survivor where we pick the host and then we get the actual show nightmares. And they go Perfect. in there and they get to fix it all. I love it. Who should we bring in to fix this nightmare? Because we got one crack addict on the other side and, and one guy who doesn't can't afford decent internet. <laughs> and then and also one person who can't read. At least I can afford crack. <laughs> read. Yeah, Frank, maybe if you weren't buying so much crack and doing it with uh, Janine, we'd be able to get good internet for you. Listen, what I do with my crack what is we my do. business. By the way, Janine, I like the old bit you used to do when you were like, excuse me, it's meth. I, I wish you'd bring that back. That was always Excuse fun. me. I was retiring. Yeah. Uh, so here's the allegations. Here's the thing. And we can thank the fine folks over at BuzzFeed because their investigative team has just been on fire lately. 
All right. I feel like the only true journalists we have left are the BuzzFeed people. I don't oh, know. God. God help us all, then. <laughs> um, <laughs> BuzzFeed published a, a second report with further allegations against this uh, Glavin character, as well as executive producer Kevin Lehman. Numerous former employees say that they're um, either experienced, they've either experienced or witnessed Lehman groping male production assistants, with one individual claiming Lehman asked uh, a a person to give him a handy or an orally uh, in the bathroom during a 2013 company party. These things tend to go down to company. Yeah, company parties tend to get a little crazy, you know. They really do. Yeah. Uh, Lehman was also known for making explicit comments, including drawing attention to male staffers' bulges and asking <laughs> things like, are you a top or a bottom? Oh, yes. The question on, of the man. year. Guys. Well, he's I trying mean, to come on, man. <laughs> Frank, are you a top or a bottom? I just, I always forget. Frank's definitely I'm a, mid- a bottom. I'm a middle. Uh, yeah, Frank's a bottom. Frank's wife is a top, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Definitely. what makes you say this? I don't think we have enough time. Yeah, I'd like episode. to hear you explain we don't have enough your way time. out of this one. Yeah. I think you you definitely you <laughs> you're definitely about them. I'm a, I'm a middle, I'm telling you. I'm still There's I'm, no such thing. I'm still caught what? in the Sopranos where I don't know if you remember Tony tries to find out about Ralph's sexual life and he goes and he pays his sister to tell him. And she goes, he bottoms from the top. And Tony's like, like, <laughs> he can't figure that out. <laughs> he bottoms. What are you talking that. about? Just when you think there's a clear cut answer to anything, you get he bottoms no. from the top. Why would anybody want to know Joe Pantoliano's sex life? Yeah. Um, no, Ralphie Cifaretto. He'd probably do it in front oh, of 10 people and they'd laugh because it's just Kevin being Kevin. But if you're in a position of power at a company, you just don't get to touch me like that, said one former employee. Many of his victims were reportedly younger, low-level employees. This actually pisses me off to no end. I really, really can't stand when, to me, this is the biggest form of, of being just a jerk in the workplace. When the older, experienced people mess around with the young, inexperienced people, I can't stand that. I hate even that's all the the harassment claims. It's usually that. Yeah. But even like like this, like obviously the the sexual nature is like the worst end of it. I'm even talking about like the lowest level stuff of like, go get me a coffee or making fun of them for not knowing stuff. I hate that shit. I can't stand that stuff. It always drives me crazy because it's so unfair. They're so young and they don't know. You know what I mean? And you're going to come in there and act like and make yourself feel better because you're all, a little you can tell old. Them yeah. What to do. I hate that. I always, always hated that. And you could tell the weak people in a company by the ones who do that stuff the most because they're so powerless and they feel so shitty about themselves that they get like an adrenaline rush and a high off of like pushing around somebody like on a lower level. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. Cue the more, you know, star right here. Um, yeah, like when someone makes fun of your, when someone makes fun of your internet, you know, because <laughs> you, just, you just don't know of a better internet, and you don't know what to do. Oh, you can ask my husband for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'd there's like four IT people in our little group internet. of friends. So it's, it's ridiculous how many IT people there are that can help you. Really? 
Yeah, but uh, you're going to come over? Is he going to come all over here to, to fix my internet? Let me, let me ask you guys something. Yeah. Because obviously you started someplace from the bottom. So was there anything ever that you guys were asked to do that was kind of like weird? Or like very low level? I yeah. got weird, but I, I, don't I, have, I have one. Let's get weird. <laughs> got it. You go first. Mine, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. The person, th- th- this was one weird, bizarre incident, and it was witnessed by a lot of people. And I, I am still eternally grateful to this person uh, for what they did for me uh, early on in my oh, career. And I still, I still consider this person, like I would still talk to this person today. So there's no like ill will or weird feelings. It's certainly nothing that's going on at the Ellen Show. But when I was working for the Islanders, my boss was um, at the game. Well, we did the the um, the Islanders owned an arena football team at the time called the New York Dragons. So nobody would show up at those games. Yeah. So (laughs) it was kind of like we were at work, but it didn't really matter because it was arena football. So like all the, the big bosses would come and bring their families just so that there'd be people in the building. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a, that kind of a thing. So all the bosses would be there. So my, my direct boss one day, he comes in, he's got his kids with him, and they're up in one of the suites, which are eye level to where the press box is. Like I could literally see, like I could throw a, a softball or a wiffle ball over to the boss, but he's like four suites over, but he's that close. And um, we're in the game, and it's the middle of the game, and I, I think I'm basically like running the show because – it was that level of nobody gave a crap that they were like, well, we'll just let Anthony run the arena football games. Like, cause it doesn't matter. Um, so I'm doing, I'm running the, the whole game and I see the boss like frantically waving over to me and like not screaming my name because if you would have screamed like half the arena would have turned around cause there was nobody in the <laughs> arena, but like going like, and, and so I look and he's like frantically like, so now I'm panicked. All my the staffers that are with me are panicked. So I, I run out of the press box and I'm running around the back hallway to go into the thing. And I get in there and he goes, my son uh, threw his teddy bear two boxes over. Can you get it? And I was literally like, that's what you what? fucking called me over here for? And I had to walk <coughs> two boxes over and get it and bring it back to him. And, and he was like, oh, thanks. And I remember walking back into the press box and everybody was like, is everything okay? What's wrong? Like, what do we have to do? Like, what happened? Like, and I was like, nothing. He just needed me to get his kids to anything. <laughs> it was really, it, and one guy said to me, he goes, and, and this was a guy who was, by the way, below me. And he goes, wow, he really must have a shitty opinion of you. <laughs> oh, God. And it was kind of the talk of the office for a couple of days. And I got to tell you something. It was like, it was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. It was just crummy. It's crummy. It's not harassment, I don't think. No, it's it's no, it wasn't harassment at all. But it was very, in that moment, it was very, like, there was. Makes you feel like crap. Why are you asking me to do this? Yeah, there was eight other staff members. There was, like, legit, I was an employee. There was legit interns there. Like, there was anybody that could have helped. But the frantic you were the first person he saw. Maybe. Maybe. But he I didn't d- want to leave the suite with uh, the, the big wigs that he was with, I guess. He couldn't leave his kid. 
He saw you and he, and he uh, flagged you down. It could have just I been that. Take it maybe, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'll tell you what made it worse. Like, he, if he would have been like, hey, I'm sorry. I was like panicking. I didn't know any of the other people's names. Like, you were the only, you know. I saw you and the kid was crying. Then I would have been like understanding it. Like he never brought it up at that moment ever again. <laughs> and it was the fact that everybody saw it. That was like kind of like this like embarrassing moment. But that's that was mine. Frank, did you have one? I have a weird one. Uh, it wasn't embarrassing. It was just odd. And I think you guys know about it, but I don't think you guys know the, the full story. Um, so I'm at work and I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm just, you know, I'm at my computer and one of the, the guys, he's not directly above me, but he's above me. He's in a different department. He comes over and he goes, uh, Frank, you busy? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. He goes, uh, can you take like an hour off, maybe a little bit, and come help me with something? I'm like, uh, yeah, what, what do you need? He goes, well, me and this other guy, we got to go pick up his dead dog at a veterinarian's office <laughs> and help him bury it in his backyard. And I, I didn't know I was... You know, nicest guy in the world. And I would help both of them do anything they need. Both very nice guys. And I, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Not what I, how I pictured my Wednesday, but sure. So I, and it's raining out first. First, it's raining. I felt like if you've ever seen Young Frankenstein and they're in the grave and they're, they're digging up Peter Falk's body. Not Peter yeah. Falk, uh, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle's body. You know, so I felt like that. So... We go to the vet's office, and I thought maybe a little dog. Maybe, you know, he just needed some emotional support. I'll be there for him, whatever. This dog had to be 150 pounds. And you had and to carry they it? Wheeled him out oh they wheeled him out on a gurney, wrapped in blankets. I didn't even see the dog, thank God. They, wrapped him, they had him wrapped in blankets. We had to take him off the gurney, put him into the, the back seat of the car, the trunk of the car. It was like a station wagon, so it was open. So the, tr the back of the car. Then we drove to his house where, thank God, a hole was already dug. <laughs> we carried this thing from the driveway, three of us in, in its blankets, and we walked it to the backyard, and we placed it in the hole. Uh, we, we stood there, and we, I don't know, one of us said, said something. Said a few words. Yeah, one of us said a few words. I felt oh so terrible because the guy whose dog it was was, you know, he was kind of in tears and Aww. it was emotional. You know, it was it was, it was his dog. You know, that's that's terrible. But uh, you know, it was a very definitely a very weird day at work. Something I didn't expect to have to do. This is and it's raining on us. This we're is standing horrific. around this this thing, and it's that was it. And then we just went back to work, and like nothing happened. I have so many questions. God. The the guy whose dog it was, he didn't ask you. Somebody else did. Uh, the, somebody else did, but I would, you know, he would have asked me if he he was. He's kind of the guy whose dog it was. was who you also worked? You also worked with. You also worked with. Yes, I worked with both of them. Okay. Well, okay. Where's his family and friends to do this? Which is what family and friends are around for. Right. Uh, an older man didn't have a lot of family or friends mm. around. So it was a guy who kind of lived, I think he lived by himself. Um, he had, you know, a big house, but he lived by himself. He definitely needed help. You know, there was nobody else around. Okay. Did he offer you money or something in return? Like, no, no, no. But he was like, oh, yeah. 
I, I don't remember. You know, I, I can't say that. I don't remember if he if he did or not. If he did, I didn't. You know, I obviously wouldn't have accepted anything. But he, you know, he was very nice, and I wouldn't have asked him for anything. And he was in a he, he was an emotional, you know, state. I didn't. I wouldn't have. He was an emotional. Just offer anything anyway. I mean, this. I think What's this that? is this is horrific. This is not. Obviously, it, was good, it wasn't horrific. It was sad. This, this isn't. It wasn't honestly. It, it sounds pre- probably worse than it was. It no, it's awful. When you come, you know, we went to a, a doctor's office. You know, it's not like we picked him up at a, like a, a weird. It was at the vet's office, and then we went no, back to his house. I hate every bit of it. I hate it all. Okay, <laughs> I hate Frank, it. Did yeah, you it cry? Was, it was definitely weird. Uh, I didn't cry, but it was definitely emotional. You know, oh, it was see, sad. Right. It's very sad. You're you're describing my worst nightmare, which is <laughs> friend level elevating, and then you have to. It's a long pro. Like you can't just immediately leave. You're getting <laughs> rained on. Like every part of this sounds awful, and I hate it. It, it was during work. Yeah. So yeah, even more so. Now now all your stuff's piling up, and then when you get back, oh, you got even more really, to do. I wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Out, outside of outside of like the the sexual harassment and racial description, like outside of the serious ones, this is like right like this is right underneath. Once you get away from all the serious work no. infractions, this is like the first one that's like okay, you weren't racially discriminated against, but still, that was that's pretty horrific. <laughs> it wasn't horrific. It wasn't really bad. I didn't see the dog. It was wrapped up. Oh God. Know. All we did was lower it into a hole. Frank's. This sounds terrifying. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, you're too nice. You're too nice of say, a person. I'm not gonna say it was a a wonderful experience. Joyous that I treasure. Yeah, but it wasn't as horrific as you're making it sound. It I'm gonna really I'm gonna be honest with you, and I don't expect everybody to understand this. This is just me personally. I'm just just me. I'd rather work at, at the Ellen show than go through what you went through. <laughs> I'd rather take my chances there with this guy and Lehman and all the other ones than, than be asked to do what you were asked to do. I could have said no. It wouldn't have been a big deal if I said no. But I, I wanted to help this guy. I, you know, this, the nicest guys in the world. I, I would have helped him with anything. It would have been fine. So I, I wouldn't have... If it was... A jerk, some jerk that I didn't care about. You know, it, I wouldn't have helped him, but I, I you know, I would have, I would have done the favor for this. That's guy. the only way it would have been worse if, if, if the boss or the guy was a jerk and you had and you you had to help. Oh. That's the only way this would have been worse. worse. It really wasn't. All right, what about you, Janine? Do you have a do you have a story like this? Were you asked to I do mean, something? I have millions, <laughs> <laughs> especially with my last. So that was number one. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so I used to actually work in fashion. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. And my first ever job, very entry level, um, I worked with this woman. And because I knew how to draw on the computer, and she didn't, she used to make me draw, like, everything we were designing on the computer. But she wanted formatted it to, like, how she drew. Let Let me stop the story. Did did the phrase ever come out of her mouth? I want you to draw me, Janine, like one of your French girls. I just want to. <laughs> no. That's not where this is going. Okay, I'm just checking. No, I didn't no. know. No. Go ahead. This I'm is a sorry. short one. All right. So, she, so I basically had to trace her stuff into my stuff. 
because she wanted it a certain way. So anyway, I had her stuff on my desk. I went out for lunch. I come back and she's all mad. And now me being like the like entry level 20 something years old, I was like, I'm not going to ask her why she's mad. <laughs> so I leave for the day. The next day I come back and this guy that worked there was like, she's really mad at you. And I was like, for what? And she's like, he said, I think she thinks that you're going to steal her designs and to open up your own company. And I was like, um, I'm 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> she asked you to do this. Right. That's the whole thing. So anyway, I, that day she confronted me. And I was like, lady, I'm 21 years. I wasn't, I was even 20. But and you, she asked you to help her. Exactly. I was like, you told me to do this. Well, she just yelled at me so like embarrassingly that I left for lunch. She called me on my cell phone and I screamed, I quit. Yes. <laughs> did you really? And that was, no, I really did. That was my only like I quit story. Um, and then the next time I worked in fashion, this is an embarrassing one. So again, entry wait. Can level. I just can I just say what? that when you screamed I quit, you should have been like, and I'm taking, and I'm selling all your designs, bitch. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Mother f. I'm I'm taking all your stuff right. and yeah. I can't imagine her like, response when you said you asked me to do this. That's what I. I'm like, you told me to do this. She saw and me what working she say on to that? it. She's like, you're gonna steal because she was from a different country, but she thought like. She goes, I remember her saying in her accent, you going to steal my designs and open up your own company. And she was screaming at you like that. <laughs> yep. Yo, there's a lot of insecure and was, people and, and insecure people oh, yes. could act very. I have a lot of experience in this in this area. Yes. Insecure people can mm -hmm. be crazy. So from that from that job, I go to a different job. Again, I start working with this woman. Um, she was the devil wears Prada. Definitely. But one time she made me track down. I remember it was a shirt or a skirt in the building. And there was probably like 20 floors of uh, the company. So I was trying to find it. Wait, she let me guess. You got it. you were you were trying to find it. You got hit by a cab and then you couldn't go to Fashion Week in Paris. Because <laughs> if that's the story, I'm going to be really pissed. No, no, no. Oh, OK. Yeah, I I've seen Devil's Wear Prada. Somebody. I've seen it a bunch of times, okay? Everybody shut up out there in the comments. It was about two hours it took me to find it, but I found it, right? Because she was looking for it forever. So I get back to the office, and everyone's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? And they're like, and I'm going to blow up her name. I don't care. No, 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 You don't have well, to answer the cease and desist letter. Go ahead. She said... Um, well, she thought you had diarrhea, so that's why you were missing. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was mortified. And not only did she tell one person, she told everybody in our office. And it was like 10 to 20 people. So they all thought I was missing, shitting all over the place for two hours. <laughs> hey. That's a that weird thing a, to say. They left that out of the plot of the of Devil Wears Prada, but yeah. I think they should have left that in. <laughs> that 
that would have made the movie way better. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like very, you know, every uh, entry level. And I didn't really know like what I could say, what I couldn't say, but like stupid things like that. I told her, listen, my stomach wasn't bothering me. I was looking for your shit. So that was it. Did you clear it up with everybody? Like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't have diarrhea, I swear. Now, was that a quittable moment or was that just that kind of I didn't, by? I didn't quit then. I was only there for about seven months. I quit because of her, though. And she knew it. <laughs> Yeah, some people, no. some people don't, they can't manage. They don't, they're not good. No. You know, no. which is uh, like, it, again, goes back to the Ellen thing. Like she probably was terrible at it, didn't care. And, you know, that's, that's, you get people treating people pretty crappily, you know? Yep. Yeah. There are bad <sighs> managers that out there. That's what it is. Yeah. When people totally. get these positions, these power positions, they don't deserve it or they don't know how to handle it. Um, it leads to everybody being miserable. By the way, um, the producers are they're obviously denying all these claims. We should just wrap it up with that. Um, one of the guys even said, co-executive producer Jonathan Norman said, I've never had a single complaint go against me in my career. Uh, so that's, uh, that's part of this whole Ellen thing, and we'll see what, where that goes from here. Um, by the way, I also found this to be pretty interesting. And kudos to him, but Brad Garrett, you know Brad Garrett from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? Yes. Who's yep. a hilarious stand-up comedian in his own right, uh, saw this story in Variety about you know Ellen and all these horrific allegations, and he basically tweeted that it's common knowledge that Ellen treats, uh, or I shouldn't say that Ellen treats her poor employees bad. Let me pull up exactly what he said, because... Yeah. I got it for you. You got it? Yeah. There you go. I don't know if you can read it. No, I'll just read it to you. Sorry, but it comes from the top The at the Ellen Show. Uh, no more, let's see, no more than one who were treated horribly by her. Common knowledge. The generous sends emotional apology to stay. Wait, say that again, Frank, from emotional apology? Say that again from emotional apology? Of course not. I'm Okay, uh, common knowledge. DeGeneres sends emotional apology to staff. Oh, that yeah, that was a quick right. yeah. So he basically said that yeah, that it's common knowledge. More than one person he's he's known was treated horribly over there. To which, and this is not getting a lot of press. Leah Thompson, who, if you remember, top three hot Leahs of all time, <laughs> um, said Still that to this day. she to this day holds that position wholeheartedly. Um, she said, uh, true story. It is. She quote, she quote tweeted Brad Garrett and said, true story. It is. So wow. she's, Same. she's even backing it up now. And a lot mm. of people, like they also wrote in the post that all like, uh, Ellen's quote unquote, like celeb friends, like Jennifer Aniston and the Kardashians, they're all like, they want like nothing to do with her. They're all right. fleeing Jeez. from her, not supporting her. Um, one person said, and I thought this was interesting. One person said they're fleeing because of the liberal mob. Which, which is kind of true because as you're seeing now, and replace Ellen is is um, is trending right now. Um, this is the new this is the new cancel. Like they cannot wait to cancel Ellen, and oh, yeah. nobody wants to get in 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 that liberal mob wave. Which which is exactly what happens. You know, they all pile on and they all go, 
and and whether whether Ellen should be canceled or not or fired or whatever is inconsequential to the point of there is a mob out there and when they get on these crazy tirades they don't stop until you know someone's like life is ruined and sometimes it's warranted and sometimes it's kind of not um but that's the reason why all like everybody else is kind of like i can't like they don't want to come to her not one person has come to her aid i forget the guy's name he's um skeeter braun scooter braun scooter braun i think it's scooter yeah scooter braun is the only one who has come to her defense now that's weird that is weird like if you're building a case that this is all BS and Ellen's a great person, if there's only if you if you look behind her and only Scooter Braun is standing there, that's an Not odd good. one. I don't know, man. Not great. But can she turn this around? So to that point, and this just came, this was out in page six, is that allegedly, supposedly, James Corden is in line to replace Ellen. This wow. is according to the Sun, but. Um, and who replaces him? There's on his show. You, big, Frankie. Big questions. Okay. I I want to I want to get the the fashion designer who claims all her employees have diarrhea. I'd like to get her into a late night talk show. <laughs> See how she does. Not all, just me. <laughs> um, she needs a good talk show. She needs a, a platform. Oh, God, she's so crazy. <laughs> I don't she know why. Do you know what I picture in my head when you're telling that story? Do you remember? Um, in that movie with Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan where they do the thing, what was it, Night at the Roxbury? <laughs> Night at the Roxbury. Do you remember Chas Palminteri's role where he's like, did you just grab my ass? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic role. I just, it was a great role. I just pictured him, like, her, like, just in the office, like, did you just, did you have diarrhea? Is that why you were gone? Like, just <laughs> asking everybody about their, their bathroom I know habits. your tricks. <laughs> and you know what? I bet you, to the, to this day, I'm known as the girl who had diarrhea for two hours to all the other employees. Am I right? You should, you should, you know, check in with them every now and then. You know how people go back to their old, old stomping grounds. Yeah. God, there's probably so a poster of you up there. Like, why pick that? Why pick that? What was there anything? Anything but that. Did did like did you did you take a smelly poopy and you, no. First of all, I don't even duty in the office. And she walked in maybe after you or something? Or? No, I didn't. This is so bizarre. I guess she Anthony, like, are you blaming the victim here? Exactly. I'm victim shaming. Victim blaming. <laughs> Perhaps you were wearing something, Janine, that indicated you had diarrhea that day. I'm no, just saying. I didn't. Okay. Weirdo. Were you greasing note, some stinkers? Were you, were you stinking up the office a bit? Is that what? Maybe. No, um, maybe you had some gas. Ask anyone who I've worked with. I don't duty in the office. All right. Good point. Good tip. I wonder if Corden's Corden duty. Maybe that's why James Corden is rumored to take over every job because he doesn't duty in the office. People are like, this guy's <laughs> solid. Mean, if you get there and it's like nine o'clock in the morning and you got to go, you hold it all day. See, that's that should that should be an Olympic event because that's impossible. I know. <laughs> I would definitely win a gold medal. That's insane. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. On that note, I really do have to go, but not there. Is that why you have to go? Because you have diarrhea? Because you're moving around like you. I, it's either the drugs or the <laughs> diarrhea. I don't really know at this point. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> doesn't drugs, doesn't some, doesn't Coke give That's you like diarrhea? Around, pun intended. <laughs> doesn't Coke give you diarrhea, Frank? Isn't that one of the side effects? 
Yeah, Frank, you would Apparently. know. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and faces, many faces. All right, so this source said Corden is going to, but Corden's been rumored to take over everybody, even Colbert. He was rumored to take over like three weeks after Colbert did his thing. No. Colbert's um, awesome. Question in the comments is who do you think could take over for Ellen if she were to leave? I don't think she's going to. And I'll leave you with this, Janine, because you got to go. Guess how much Ellen makes in a year? I don't even want to know. I'll say $10 million. $50 million yeah. a year. I was going to say 50. Bah. We'll see you on 50 the next episode. In your cunt.